happy happy new year and welcome to Nipe Story. Nipe Story is a fortnightly podcast that brings you audio versions of short stories from Kenya and when you can across the continent. I'm your host Kevin Mwachiro. Our first short story for 2018 is Moriot by Lutivini Majanja. It's Tuesday. It's that part of the term when the daydreaming is about where to find your next magnet. That's the sticky tree sap that Jocelyn swears is just like ball gum without the color. In your free time, you and Jocelyn search the forest, the few trees behind your classroom, for trees with this sap. You and Jocelyn have been in the same dormitory since last year when you were in Standard 1. You are not yet homesick. You have a jar with three fresh tadpoles growing under your bed that you have so far kept from being confiscated by Mrs. Mulwa, your dorm matron. You still say confiscated because it sounds just like sophisticated. There is a sophisticated girl in your dormitory. She sleeps five beds away from you. She used to live in America. She came to school with a pass. Your class teacher, Mrs. Omar, is the most sophisticated woman you have ever met. She wears pumps that match with her dresses and changes her hairstyle every day. You like it when she combs her big afro and makes it lean to her left or her right side, covering one ear. Maybe these tadpoles will live longer than two days this time. You wish that one of them would grow into a goldfish. You do not yet know that this is not how it works. You have never seen a goldfish. You have started to forget home faces again. Auntie Pamela came to visit you last Saturday. You did not recognize her when she was waving at you. It was only when she called you by your home name, Roby, that you realized that it was you she had come to visit. Nobody calls you Roby in school. You are Caroline in school. She came with cakes and juice, which you shared with Jocelyn and other dorm mates, mainly because you had forgotten to say Nick Beggings so that they couldn't all beg you even for the crumbs on your lap. As you and your dormitory mates line up to enter the dining hall, you see President's cook leaving the kitchen. You all call him President's cook. You all wave at him. Everybody likes President's cook. He says he's the President's brother. And when you look at him, you can see the similarity. He is old. The only other old person you know is your grandfather, who is older than the President. That time last year, when you ran to the gate to greet the President, you saw with your own eyes just how much President's cook looks like him. They have the same raspy voice and the same white hair. It's just that President's cook doesn't wear suits like the president. He wears a white apron and gumboots. You hate school food, but it's not entirely unbearable because of your president's brother. At the dining hall, all the girls are called Chelel. The other cook, the younger one, who serves the food, 
calls all the girls Chelel. He never stops talking. He might even be mad. But he's very kind and says to every girl, Chelel, how are you? Chelel, you are not eating enough. Chelel, let me add a potato to your plate. You refer to him as Chelel. Boys and girls don't sit together in the dining hall. There is boys' side and there is girls' side. When you are all lined up along the rows of benches and tables, Mrs. Mulwa makes you sing the long prayer. Some of you groan because you are very hungry, but you sing the prayer anyway. The Lord is good. His mercies are yours forever. You sing even the parts which are supposed to be in an African language which none of you understands. Ninae onunu oboo ninae amen. You sit on your section of the bench and wait for the senior on your table, a standard eight girl, to serve you your piece of ugali. The senior on your table rolls up her sweater sleeves and uses the big spoon to cut portions of ugali for all eight of you. Your lunch today is ugali, cabbage, and a ripe banana. Your plate already has bits of cabbage, cut into large uneven pieces. They sink to the bottom, while the dead worm, bits of onions, and tomato skins float above the translucent soup. Yellow-orange fat congeals on the bottom of the plate. But today, it's your turn to get the moriot, the crunchy crust that scraped from the bottom of the ugali pan. You feel exuberant. This is your Tuesday. You have already knotted your fingers. It's the nickbegging's gesture. Your first task is to extract the floating pieces of onion, the dead floating worms, just two, and the scraps of tomato skin. These items line the side of your plate like garnish because you are not allowed to place them on the table. Your second task is to eat the ugali with a spoon you have been assigned. The spoon is heavy, marked UR for Uganda Railways, faded gold, flavored and stained with the previous day's grease. You try to slice the ugali with your spoon. You keep your elbows off the table. You are not allowed to eat ugali with your hands. You cut away with your spoon the moriot from the chunk of ugali. You place it on the saucer next to the banana. You return to the ugali. Dip a piece of it in the cabbage soup. Let it soak a little before bringing your mouth to the spoon. You must never take your mouth to the spoon. The spoon must go to your mouth. You open your mouth. You churn the ugali in your mouth. Try not to swallow too fast. You try to bury the bigger sliced cabbage inside chunks of ugali. That way, you can eat them without tasting them. Your plate is almost empty. If you just scatter everything left on it, spread the pieces at the bottom. Let some fall to the table and onto the floor. It will look like you ate everything on it. Draw your saucer close to you. Peel the banana. 
use your spoon to cut slices of the banana onto the moriot. Arrange the slices of banana so that the moriot is covered. Notice the sound of the cutlery scraping on the plates fading away. Lunchtime is almost over. Hold the slice of moriot in your right hand as if it is a slice of buttered toast. Direct it to your mouth as if it is your toy plane. Land it on your tongue. You are an expert. Bite a very small piece. Savor it. Chew slowly. Pretend not to notice your table mates staring as they eat their bananas. Plain, sullen, still hungry. Tomorrow, you will be just like them. You will stare. Moriot was written by Lutivini Majanja and read by Mwihaki Muraguri. Lutivini Majanja lives in Nairobi, Kenya, and she writes fiction, and her writing is available in various publications and can also be found on her blog that's lutivini.wordpress.com. You can follow Nipe Story on Facebook and on Twitter at Nipe underscore story. And you can drop us an email at nipestory at gmail.com if you'd like to submit a short story for consideration. And I'm happy to announce that Nipe Story is now available to download on Stitcher and iTunes. Thank you for all your support. You've been amazing. And don't forget to spread the word, download, follow and like Nipe Story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you.